and welcome to Skews My Juice, your home for juicy pop culture content. Today, from the snowy streets of Seattle, my name is Tyler. And to my right, from the frozen tundra of Cleveland, we welcome Andrew Babyface Hulkamania, last name redacted. And to my left, hailing from the wheat sprouted plains of Kansas City, Kansas, David the Heel Barbecue Sauce Man. On today's show, we talk about the history of the WWF, things that Andrew thought of in the shower, David's cassette tape collection, and so, so, so much more. And now, without further ado, I bring you Tyler, David, and Andrew! We needed a. If only we had a wrestling ring bell to go after that. <laughs> good call. Yeah, What's going yeah. on, guys? Yeah. That was good. I like it. I like it. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for the. Thanks for the hallowed introduction there. Yeah, oh, that, that was, was good. fun that was, to do. That was a touch of brilliance. Oh, that, that wasn't Tyler. That was our, uh, our announcer, Jim McMahon. Yeah. He's here. Team huh? McMahon. Team McMahon. Team McMahon. Yeah. yeah. Tyler's uncle. All right. So we got a lot to get through today, as we heard T say in the intro. Um, <laughs> T McMahon. <laughs> T McMahon. I mean, first thing, I feel like we should talk about the weather, right? Just just get off to a strong note. First I disagree. I think we should just jump right into it and say that this episode we're going to be also talking about Wild Things Eleven. Back to the swamp. <laughs> back you to ahead. the yeah. swamp. Yeah, back to the swamp. Oh, cool. The swamp. Yeah. yeah. What's the yeah. plot of Eleven? I don't know. That's we're we're we're, we're, we're riffing it's as we sexy. go. It's sexy. It's sassy. They go back to the saucy. swamp. No, I'm just kidding. We're not talking about that. Let's talk about the weather. Yeah. All right. Much sexier topic. Yeah. Timely. Um, David and I are in Seattle. Andrew is in Cleveland, as always. And Andrew, you're super used to getting snow. You've been sending us some crazy ice photos of the lake. It's been cold. Yeah, it's been. uh, We've we've had the whole polar vortex thing going. So it hasn't been above 25 for the last at least week. Yeah, the lake's that's insane. The lake's frozen. yeah, it's pretty uh, cold, windy, and bleak. How long can you stand outside? Depends how bundled up you are. I was, I was taking some pictures at the lake the other night, and I took my gloves off for like two minutes. My fingers were like numb, you know, kind of like hurting by the time <laughs> I put them back on. So it's pretty cool. Oh, the wow. wind chill, the wind chill takes it down like below zero, you know. Um, weather deathmatch. What's colder, Kansas or um, Cleveland? And I'll just throw in Laguna Beach in there too, just to round us out. Laguna Beach, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I heard it got because down to six of the, It's because of the personalities there. That's why it's so cold. <laughs> cold personalities. Yeah, they call it the got Laguna to... Freeze. <laughs> Named <laughs> after the snow cone establishment in the corner of Laguna. I heard... <laughs> I heard it got down to 68 there once. Yeah, it was brutal. We had to bring yeah. out our fur-lined Uggs. <laughs> you actually had to wear a hoodie. <laughs> you had to zip it up all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Rough, man. Wow. 
I, I don't know what's colder, Kansas City or Cleveland. I, I'm going to go out of limb and say they're both really cold. I've never spent time in the winter in KC. They don't have the lake. They're not as far north, but I think you guys get plenty of that cold, cold wind. We so, do, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, people may not know this, but one of the most popular uh, hobbies or activities in Kansas is windsurfing. What? Oh, okay. Like on lakes and stuff? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they have lakes and stuff like that. And you can imagine there's like the lowlands, you know, wide open spaces. There's a yep. shit ton of wind and it's just not, blowing everywhere. Not, I mean, they're not, they're, not wheat, you, they're not wheat surfing. They're not surfing like on waves of wheat. In a wheat oh, no, field. they do that too. Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the wind surfing, the wheat, wheat surfing is really, yeah. <laughs> wheat surfing. Just as, just as fun as, as wind surfing. Um, nice. But, yeah. It's kind of like it feels like you're on a hoverboard, just you know, hovering over the wheat. Nice, uh, you. Andrew. You had some thoughts. I do have some thoughts. So, so I got a, just a couple, couple of thoughts. Last week we were talking a little bit about like Mr. T. I think he might come up again tonight. And mm-hmm. I had a great thought. Imagine David dressed up like a white Mr. T for Halloween. Didn't that happen? That actually happened. Were you Mr. T? Yeah. Uh, well, so let's let's really? clarify for the listeners. I don't want to start some political, like you know, social media. You're, you're a white controversy. I was a yeah. There was no painting of the yeah. face or anything like yeah. that. I yeah. was a ten year old kid who was like the biggest fan of Mr. T. He was my idol. It's not about race and, with Mr. T. No, it's not. And back in the eighties, you know, you know, they would have you know, masks that you could buy, like the presidents, you could buy a a mask of like Ronald Reagan. You could also buy a mask of Mr. T. So I, so for Halloween, I bought this costume that was a Mr. T costume where it just had that plastic, really cheap plastic (laughs) mask that had like a shoestring that that was attached to it in order to keep it on your head. Yeah. Hollow plastic gold chain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it came with like a plastic gold chain. Yeah. And, you know, with everything. Else. Please tell me you have a picture yeah. of that. You know, I. Your mom, your mom, maybe. My mom, my mom has, you know, these, um, uh, what do you call it? You know, she's been, she's. Photographs. Photographs. <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the book. You know, keepsake book. Photo, photo, photo albums. Yeah, keepsake book. Um, yeah. Where it started okay, off right. as a, they started off as baby books, where she would just keep okay. you know like every year photos okay. like that. Oh, she so, went yeah. chronological. She did, and nice. she's been like it's it's still going. Like it, she's up to your you know forty three now. Okay. Um, so I've been so waiting to get my hands on this book so I can see if, you know try and find a picture of me in the Mr. T costume. But you did shave your head for the costume though, right? Into a a, a nice little short mohawk. Well, I didn't have to because the mask had the mohawk like on the front of it, and then it's Mr. T's face with the you know the the goatee, and then got the gold chain. So it's basically this little white kid, you know, with white arms, white legs. Well, yeah, that's correct. I, I was very white. Yeah. Anyone, anyone, white. Out, anyone out there who didn't who didn't know that David is white? Yeah, um, we so did the math podcast. So. Raised in Kansas. Yeah, uh, wheat surfing. <laughs> Um, we, we have Kansas is very diverse. Did yeah. you do a Mr. T impression? 
Uh, Let's hear you, Mr. RPT impersonation right now. Ah, pity the fool who makes fun of this interpretation. No, that's great. That's bad. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of Cajun so, in there, but mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an eight. Expertise. I'm going to give it an eight. Eight out of ten on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. I'm going to go even higher. Nine. Okay. Just outdo me. You always wow. have to do that. <laughs> I guess I'm not... <laughs> I guess my I missed my mark in life. I should have been a Mr. T uh, impersonator. Well, to be fair, if Andrew said three, I would have said four. So it was really just based on Andrew's score. Always has to. You literally always have to one up me. That's why they call it one upping. <laughs> you add one. Yeah. Well, I only I, I just two up people all the time. So. Oh, nice. Tyler's always always bragging about your three testicles. <laughs> Ooh, we got okay. more on that later. As yeah, we talk yeah about that's another. That's, that's another episode entirely. Yeah, but, uh, we, we go from Kevin Bacon's junk to to Mr. T's. Yeah. So do you guys do you guys think if a person's happy at work that they're gruntled? Um, <laughs> as, as opposed disc- to disgruntled. As opposed to disgruntled. Like if you like if you like your job, are you like yeah, I'm gruntled? I would say good. I'm I'm ungruntled. You're ungruntled. Well, it's un- non non gruntled. Okay. All right. I, I don't know. I think dis. You're looking for the antonym of dis. Yeah, like like if you're oh, dis- oh, disgruntled. If you're disenfranchised, if you're happy, are you enfranchised? I don't know. How does that work? How does that work? But I just I just like the word well, grunt, like gruntled as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the word grunt. I mean, it's it's the sound and, and that it, and. The meaning behind the word grunt is this, you know, deep growl kind of like Guttural. Yeah. where you're where you're upset or at least aggressive, being aggressive. So, I, guess so. I, I need to look into the origins of that. The other one is if you if you have a manageable amount of, of stress, are you whelmed? You're not you're not <laughs> overwhelmed yet, but you're, you're whelmed. Um, you could be underwhelmed. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, under- that's a- but un but underwhelmed that's an actual word though underwhelmed is where you're basically just like unimpressed yeah I complacent guess you went, yeah you went too far it's it's weird that un- yeah. underwhelmed means like unimpressed but overwhelmed means stressed it seems like overwhelmed should mean very impressed mm, I think we call. should start we should start that you know start using okay. overwhelmed for whatever you're impressed and see yeah. see how it works I'm really overwhelmed by that tasty guitar lit that you you just jammed out David. Can yeah, I blow like your minds? Can yeah. I just can I blow your mind? I'm sorry for stressing you out with my guitar riff, Andrew. <laughs> See, yeah, Andrew, is wrong. everything okay? You seem really well stressed out at the moment, <laughs> and I'm trying to recalibrate because I'm not overwhelmed. Is, I just popped yet. I want to make sure I'm using the right definition here. So, are yeah. we? Are, is underwhelmed now the new standard? Whelmed is happy and overwhelmed is super happy am i getting that right i feel like i'm fucking that's, that up. that's complicated it's tough it's I complicated think, i think whelmed would be content it's yeah i feel content see, i feel i feel like since, since you're saying overwhelmed like i think whelmed would mean you have like a little bit of stress but it's manageable overwhelmed okay. is like you're just I'm, I'm over the top you know maybe whelmed is the feeling you get when you're in a lowe's commercial and you just have to do some chores before the big game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing bad. 
it's not that bad the gutter. yeah yeah you've got a pretty big house you know your your wife is making appetizers friends are coming yeah. over soon and there's too many leaves in the front yard i'm feeling whelmed yeah yeah overwhelmed would be you have to perform surgery with three spider monkeys screaming in your ear whoa do you think that's ever <laughs> yeah. happened <laughs> maybe somewhere could have <laughs> it, it, it did in the wizard of oz Indiana Jones and the Temple of Surgery. <laughs> Indiana Jones at the Cedar Sinai Hospital. <laughs> That's so much better. <laughs> and the Health Maintenance Center. System. Um, Doctor Jones. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he, he just whips. He'll, he'll whip that cancer out of your body. <laughs> Uh, did you know that Indiana Jones is an anti-vaxxer? He only believes in whip therapy. <laughs> Just if, if you whip someone enough, the, the disease goes away. They start thinking about the whip and not so much the disease. It just it's, and they, focus their, they focus their energy on the whip. <laughs> it's psychotherapy. What? Um... I mean, Indiana Jones, he was an archaeologist. That's a doctor, right? Because he had a PhD. If he, has a P- if he has a PhD, sure. Well, he did, he was a doctor. He was Dr. Jones because he had a PhD in archaeology because he was, you know, he, he was teaching kids when he was not, you know, saving the world from evil Germans and Nazis. Hmm. And weird uh, guys, they were trying to kidnap all the kids to his little cult in India. Remember Temple right. too. Yeah. Okay. But he, I mean, but really, Temple of Doom, he was more concerned about getting those rocks than he was in saving the kids. Let's be, let's be real. I, I always felt it's like re- Temple of Doom I liked when I was a kid, but as I've gotten older, I found that it's of the original three, it's the least. I think Raiders and Temple and uh, Last Crusade, I think, really are much better movies than Temple of Doom. I would concur. What do you guys, yeah. What about you, Tyler? I don't know if I ever told you this, but I didn't watch Temple of Doom for a really long time. Like, I watched Raiders, parts of it, definitely the opening as a kid on VHS quite a bit. And then I kind of got bored because I was like six or seven. But then I saw Last Crusade in the theater and I loved it. But in in between, there is a moment that I don't think I've mentioned. And that is that I saw uh, Temple of Doom in a video store when I was about five or six and only the scene where they ripped the dude's heart out. And at this yeah. age, I didn't really quite understand the difference between reality and television. And I remember seeing the TV and the shaman reaching into his chest and grabbing his heart and being completely terrified that what I was witnessing was real. And he was literally killing this man on TV. And, uh, I mean, I still, like, viscerally remember this moment. You're like, how is this allowed? (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, I kind of wondered, like, like, special effects-wise, like, how is he all... How is this possible? Sure. How is he reaching into his chest and the guy is alive? Yeah. It looks real. Yeah, they did. I mean, this is pretty good special effects for, what, late 80s or... Yeah, that was early 80s. I mean, Temple of Doom was was about, about 84, I think. Okay. Yeah, so that's just to say, if you want to impress your nieces and nephews when they're young, show them that scene from Temple of Doom and just see what happens. (laughs) 
see what kind of scar <laughs> see what kind of scars pop up 10 years later right i mean uh, i'm pretty balanced i'm whelmed most of the time i'd say <laughs> there we go i'm a whelmed guy you're a whelmed guy you're, you're doing okay yeah but temple of doom overwhelmed you the heart being ripped out overwhelmed you oh yeah yeah, yeah. and not I in re- a good I way remember, i remember the part also where he's the guy gets thrown into that kind of rock like wheel thing like the mill and it circles around once and it circles around back a second time and there's blood on it it's just like Ooh. covered in blood I thought that was pretty yeah. cool I, and also that when people were eating mon- when they're eating monkey brains yeah i think one thing we don't talk about enough is that dr indiana jones is a straight-up murderer he's got he's killed a lot of people a huge body count especially like in the first <laughs> one when you just let that guy walk into the airplane turbine yeah yeah when he's like fighting him yeah, yeah that was well, wild so i got a lot I, of blood I beg on, to differ i beg to differ tyler i say that he ever every every character that he killed was purely in self-defense that's fine he still murdered them in self-defense it's not murder if it's self-defense they were attacking him he defended himself and they died you know that's self-defense i don't want to argue with you because you are a paralegal and you know the law better than i do (laughs) i'm a transactional paralegal i negotiate contracts i don't know anything about litigation but all right so we're on the same playing field then so it's very possible that indiana jones murdered these guys Welcome to the Maybe SMG one of our listeners can clear this up. Legal news. Excuse my suits. I, I am good with words, though, and I know that I know the definition of murder is you intentionally kill someone. But he, he there was no intent. It was pure self-defense. Let me ask you a um, question. So the fight with the guy where he walks into the airplane propeller mm-hmm. was that mm-hmm. a, was that a fight to the death? Was was his was his life in danger? I think pretty so. sure it was. Well, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they were the guy was trying to kill him. They were trying so to. I don't, so I, don't think, I don't think that's murder. And really, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. Yeah, and he didn't do anything. The guy walked into the propeller himself. Basically, he just didn't warn the guy. Say, hey, there's a propeller behind you. You might want to move. I the mean, he's him. not gonna. He's not gonna get the Good Samaritan boat, but you know, he's he's the under Samaritan. Okay. So okay. fast forward a little bit. Guy comes out with the sword, challenges Indy to a sword fight. Indy shoots him. Yeah, that that's pretty. Uh, I mean, again, the guy had a sword and seemingly intent to kill, but those those pretty cold, dishonorable at the at the least. Mm. Well, okay. Well, we weren't. That's a different thing. Honor versus yeah, yeah, dishonor. Yeah. But sure, but he he's a doctor, killing. and the Hippocratic oath is do no harm. And that's, only Indy, for med- that's for medical doctors. Hey, you that's know what? Exactly right. I don't draw a line between medical doctor and <laughs> and other doctors. Archaeological so doctor. Maybe I'm just a little bit more open-minded than other people on this podcast, but doctors are doctors in my point of view. And they take an oath. Yep. And uh, Indy breaks it. And any of them are qualified to take your appendix out if it, if it bursts. That's, yeah, that's part of the doctor code. Well, <laughs> Frankly, as an as an archaeological doctor, Dr. Jones' oath was to preserve the archaeological item at any cost. So really, that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So he lived up to his archaeological oath. So even murder. In my opinion. 
Okay. Nothing, nothing so, no, self-defense. Yeah. Self-defense. Okay. After if listening to this the archaeological podcast, item, then... <laughs> After listening to this podcast, militia members getting their archaeological uh, doctorates <laughs> in droves as an excuse to commit murder to preserve America at any cost. They're just replaying David's quote over and over again. <laughs> so to all, all the proud boys out there who are listening to excuse my juice right now, none of this is real. I know there's a <laughs> lot of you who probably love us. It only works if it's yeah. self-defense or you're yeah. preserving an archaeological item of of the United States of America. I heard the Proud okay. Boys were going to rebrand as Whelmed Boys. <laughs> they're they're well, not overwhelmed. Well, with, but really, if they're proud, wouldn't they be Overwhelmed Boys? <laughs> overwhelmed That's, with Proud oh, wow. Boys. Overwhelmed. <laughs> that sounds so much more uh, pleasant. And, and lovely. Mm. <laughs> the All right. Overwhelmed boys. <laughs> um, Andrew, David, I, I I feel like you guys are competing for the next segment. Okay. I don't remember next which segment. What it's going to be. Well. Andrew, you, did you express all of your thoughts? You had some some thoughts in the shower this morning. Did you uh, did you get I, them just all a fleshed of, out? Just a couple other quick things. Uh, watched the final finale of Cobra Kai season three. I don't nice. know if you so guys saw that. Tyler, no spoilers. Oh no, I'm in. Um, I finished a couple weeks ago. The battle, the Christmas home invasion battle with Mannheim Steamrollers Christmas music playing was incredible. They, that was pretty wild. In, I mean, were they the broken same, by throwing the kid through the window? <laughs> it was the same beef I had from before. How in Karate Kid One, everyone gets taken out for twenty minutes with a sock to the stomach, and these yeah. kids had a knockout brawl that yeah, destroyed Danielson's house, and <laughs> and were not really that much that winded at the end. No. I forgot the fact that it was home invasion, yeah. destruction of property, assault. No one's going to go do any time for that. It was insane. I'm no glad they did it. Home. Yeah. <laughs> the best way to break into a house is to lure a kid out and throw him through the kitchen window and climb in. <laughs> Noted. Yeah, yeah. Next, so next time. <laughs> That's good plans. Yeah. So, That'd be so a fun surprise I, party. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw David through the window. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Wait, but is that is that for my birthday or is that your yeah. entrance into like the celebration for someone else's birthday by yeah, throwing I, me through I the window? I think it'd be the entrance into someone else's birthday. Yeah. You're just a prop in this this scenario. Yeah, David, yeah. I mean you Maybe. haven't gotten married yet. You're the unmarried one out of the three of us. So we can try to incorporate this in your wedding somehow if you want. Okay. Well, but as long as somebody else is gonna get thrown through the window though. Yeah, pick. Or, or as we're, you know, at the end of the night, you know, instead of like walking, you know, out the door to like birdseed or, 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 you know, sparklers like they do these days, you guys would just throw me and Stacy through the window of the bar. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Actually, I have an idea. Okay. So the aisle music plays. You and Stacy are up at the up at the aisle. Andrew is officiating solo, and then I get Jan and Sam to toss me through the window at the end, 
when after you said I do and I I I pick the glass out of my cheeks and I just say all right let's get this party started you're like, you're like that guy mag magnitude on community whose holy rolls just jump in and go pop pop sure I like it yeah I like it this is a good plan for the I like the idea Tyler can be thrown through the window to start the the reception party yeah that's mm-hmm. good yeah yeah well yeah maybe next podcast we just plan like the post-pandemic wedding party of dave everyone would love to hear all about that Ooh, next we're, podcast, we're on a good start the history of weddings <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be real popular it, in utah after that one yeah it's kind it's of a, a weird really podcast i don't know how to explain podcast. it there's they they talked about mcdonald's and then there was like one where they talked about wild things for way too long and then weddings i don't know the these sanctity. guys are weird <laughs> the sanctity of marriage between one man and one woman also actually that would be kind of cool if we talk about weddings next episode we could call this trilogy of episodes world war three between wild things <laughs> wwf and weddings <laughs> wow yeah tried to think of that yeah. excuse, excuse my vows <laughs> that's good no, 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 nothing, nothing. Um, no. Speaking uh, of excuse like my it. vows, David, you had some excuse your 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 bones. The bone, well, the yeah, bone well, yard. kind of, yeah. It's it's David's. It's time for David's boneyard because I got some bones to pick. Okay, so, let's hear it. Yeah, yeah. Well, as you all know, you know, last week, last Sunday was kind of was a big day. It was. One. It was a Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a Super Bowl, and it was a rough day. A rough day for me because we all know I'm a Kansas City fan, Chiefs, mm-hmm. and they lost, got destroyed in the Super Bowl. Yeah, all right. Dark, 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 dark deal is still, still going strong. It's yeah. I've been in mourning all week. I've been dressed, you know. And for a Chiefs fan, you know, when you're in mourning, you're not dressed head to toe in black. I, I'm head to toe in Chiefs red you know and i've got i've got red sneakers but, red socks see, i thought i thought it was no clothes, no clothes painted red that that was yeah i didn't want to gross anyone out but yeah i mean that's basically it, it yeah i but it, well the with one exception that I, the one the one thing i had i do have on is a red veil yeah, <laughs> instead of like the, instead of the black veil. widow widow's veil I have, I have the red i have a red veil yeah, I was Grand confused. Monster. I thought you just ate foods you were allergic to and turned yourself bright red, <laughs> and that was your just punishment for the team losing. <laughs> well, it's all of the above. You know, I'm you know my stomach's been a wreck all week. So, and and the bone I had to pick is really with with Chiefs, right? Because yeah. they let I you mean, down. They they let me down, and you know it's like I've got you know. I've got a I've got a roof over my head. I've got a job, you know. I've got a family. Everyone's safe part. and healthy. I did my part. You know, I I I spent a very leisurely four hours on my ass on the couch watching, eating bar eating barbecue, drinking beer, and supporting remotely my Chiefs. Yeah, you and, funnel part of your four hundred one k into the Chiefs booster club every month. You literally yeah. pay your dues. Exactly. I mean, what the hell? I mean, and you know, afterwards, they just they just walked off the field. They didn't they didn't call. They, they didn't, didn't say write. thank you. 
They didn't say thanks for your support. They didn't say, I'm sorry, we disappointed you. I am really upset with the Chiefs, the Chiefs right now. And I, I really think that they should be creating a fan fund for the Chiefs Super Bowl survivors. Yeah, mm. that's disappointing. Yeah. I tell you, after you, that's what happened with the Seahawks. You, you win one, you think it's going to be a dynasty, and they come back the next year and lose. It's, it's painful. To Tom Brady. I know. Yeah, <laughs> to Tom Brady. Exactly. I know. That was the worst part. It's like he's, he's now beaten Mahomes twice in the playoffs. And, you know, I really thought that this was the beginning of something special. But now I have to wait, you know, I, you know I'm basically going to be dressed in red in my red veil or painted red, dressed in my red veil until next September when the next season starts. OK, yeah, oh. that makes sense. I mean, what's next for you, David? Uh, Sporting Kansas City. Well, uh, well, it, it's basketball. You know, I got I got to move on to basketball season now. I heard but, you weren't. But honestly, well, honestly, I've got a bone to pick with the Jayhawks too because <laughs> yeah, I heard frankly, you guys got dropped out of the the top thirty for the first time in years. Not the top thirty, top twenty five. Let's 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 clarify. Sorry, how, how excuse long, my math. Long, so, excuse exactly. Me. How long has it been? It's been twenty five. It's been like. 15 years or something ridiculous like that so we had the we had the longest streak of any team in the top 25 and you know and now they've got seven losses on the season they're like 16 and 7 and they're in second place in the big 12 there's no chance they're like five games behind the first place baylor bears there's no chance they're going to win the big 12 championship and wow. frankly it's like they're they should they're in the top 10 every year and they win the big 12 they won they went they won the big 12 championship 15 years in a row no team in the history of college my basketball mind. has ever done that david let me low. ask you a question when was the last time you were in yeah. kansas uh it would have been a year ago and when did everything start going downhill uh well, yeah, it was really just like a month ago. Okay. I mean, so because they, you know, last year they were number one team in the country, and and they would have won the national championship except for the pandemic because they canceled the tournament. Oh, but, so they canceled the tournament right around when you stopped being in Kansas and going to Kansas. Uh, you said it was about ironically, a year ago. yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know if it's ironically. I'm just throwing a theory out here. I wouldn't call it a conspiracy theory. But I would call it a well-reasoned, you know, well-whelmed theory that Whelmed. it's possible that you might be the reason why Kansas sports have been facing a downturn. Ooh, ouch. Oh, yeah. What you got to bring that energy back to Kansas, David. That's what I'm saying. What about the rest of what about the rest of my friends and family who are actually in Kansas and have lived there for years? And Obviously, they're not doing what are, it. What are they doing? They're it's, not going. You know, they're not going to games. You know, look, right now. Professional I mean, I know sports there's a pandemic, but... are a results-based system. You put the, you put in the work, you get the results. Your family's not cutting it, David. I think you need to show your face in Kansas and get the people back on track. Bring the energy. Road trip. Well, let's be clear. This is not a, this is not a professional sport. It's it's collegiate sports. So I just want to clarify. Tyler was wrong there. The play the players are not paid. 
Well, um, not officially. No, this is a, you, um, you, uh, when we do our episode on the SEC, we might uncover some <laughs> evidence to the contrary. <laughs> well, scholarships, you know, and uh-huh. uh, tutoring, tutoring services and escorts but i mean with, and free with cars and that, homes I mean, and lots of shoes uh anyway no no that's for that's for their family that's for their family sure i don't see why they should just pay up they'll stop making bones about it stop pretending they're actually going to class you know i think they should get paid yeah i mean they're, yeah, they're making, they're making they're money for the school millions yeah. and millions of dollars for the yeah. schools and for the ncaa yeah. and most of them aren't going to go pro no the NCAA doesn't want it because they're going to lose a ton of money if they start yeah, paying yeah. players. They like having free free labor. Hmm. No. Well, yeah. speaking of fake sports, mm-hmm. we, can we... Can we talk about... Excuse my news real quick. Oh, okay. All right. Excuse yeah, my intro. That's bad. That's a bad. <laughs> sorry, that was, a, that was a pretty good segue. Okay, I guess. Maybe we could excuse my news after. You could edit this out. All right, we'll just excuse my news after. So, David, speaking of fake sports, uh, do you have anything we want to talk about here? I, you know, I just happen to have something, a subject that we could discuss today called the history of the WWE. And mind you, I, I'm correcting you already, Tyler. It's not the WWF anymore. You can't use that. And I'll, I'll get to it later. But there, there was a, a branding lawsuit with and uh, it's now the WWE no I I fully understand that it's the WWE I just I use the WWF because that was kind of in my opinion the golden era of wrestling that's when all the cool stuff was happening and as soon as they turned the WWE not as cool but we'll get into that later yes I agree yeah yeah well, do you know, uh, have to know what the lawsuit, who, who they got a lawsuit with that, yep. the World that Wildlife caused them to change their name? World Wildlife Fund. That is correct, Andrew. That, that always cracks me up, kind of the fact that the World, Life, World Wildlife Fund is what... What brought down uh, the WWF. Brought down the WWF, yeah. Well, they have Kung Fu Panda, is, yeah. I get it. Yeah, That's yeah. true. <laughs> But before we get into that, you know, we got to go way, way back. We got to get to the origins of how did we end up here with the WWE and this insane entertainment fake sport that is. Whoa. Spoiler know, alert. Sport, sports, <laughs> sports entertainment is what it's called. It is sports entertainment. Yes, but it's fake. Yeah. And we all and they admit it's all admittedly fake. It's it's choreographed. It's scripted, you know, and it's it's an insane you know, entertainment industry that oh, crosses sorry. so many different areas. I didn't have beef that you called it fake. I just had beef that you called it a sport. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Cause yeah, we, it, it, it's not really a sport, but it started off as a sport though. And oh. that's, well, and actually, no, I, we're, <laughs> we're gonna start off in the very, very beginning. Yeah, it, it, it started off as a mil, military combat you know, uh, the device or, you know, weapon, so to speak, and then became a sport and then became an entertainment industry. Can we go back so even we're further to, to the Roman days? Well, well, well yeah, we're, we're going to, we're going to start off there. Cause I, do you guys know how, just 
how far back it goes, how many how many years? Can you guess? I think people have always R- been wrestling in some form or another. Like cavemen okay, wrestling, David. There are okay. cave drawings of wrestling. How could they not have been? Okay, so it's 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 fabled to go back fifteen to twenty thousand years. Okay, so that's how old it is, and it was started started as a form of military combat. So we've got evidence of wrestling in ancient Egypt on on reliefs, and you know obviously Greece and Rome, American cave dwellings, ancient India, ancient China. You know it it's all over the place. Dudes, and dudes just love to wrestle. Dudes love to wrestle. I mean, so and the, like ancient Olympic games. So well, yeah, and something's really interesting to me is like the original Olympic games wrestling was the focal point that was the main event it wasn't nude and, also. uh I've heard, yeah. I've heard that yeah i think relevant i didn't historic. research <laughs> i didn't research the outfits um okay, i just i i just heard that they were all the athletes were nude and i just want to take a mm-hmm. moment to picture that and just maybe we can talk about <laughs> what they look like and maybe like how like do you think they were sweaty or like do you think they like <laughs> were like where do you think like, like Where do you like think they put their medals? What do you think? Imagine people like sprinting, sprinting race with just a bunch of dudes hanging dong while they're running as fast as they can. Do you think they tied tied it down with like some reeds around their waist? Maybe, maybe like tied maybe it against did. their bellies or something? What about when they're wrestling? Do you think there was a move that they couldn't do where like the, the, the ref had to tell the guys the, like, hey, no no hit in the bathing suit zones the, the third well, leg actually third leg bar. they called it the third leg bar that was an illegal mm-hmm. move well actually yeah the Gre- the greco-roman wrestling which is you know a, a current a known style of wrestling mm-hmm. was Olympics. above above the belt basically you couldn't oh, okay. you couldn't use your legs and you couldn't hit below the belt okay so no leg um, holds the leg locks no, it's okay. exactly it's the free the freestyle wrestling was you a style where it, it was basically anything goes you could you know above the belt below the belt wherever you want to hit them okay so but um so WWE yeah so obviously a lot more exciting than like you know olympic wrestling i'll say that Yes, and, and we'll get there. You know, it's we're way off. We're still in ancient Egypt here right now. Okay, it's fine. So we got a we few got, hours. We got a, we got a few hours to get up to there. All right. So you know, and the next place we got to go is you know, there there are a lot of there are a couple religious you know um, references to wrestling as well, which I thought was interesting. One in Islam, Muhammad was apparently a really good wrestler, very superior. You, as um, you'd think he would be. You'd think he would be, yeah. Um, but my favorite one is in the Old Testament um, with uh, Patriarch... Patri- the Hitman Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this has nothing to do with... with has nothing to do with Jesus. This is, has to do with Patriarch Jacob, the leader of Tyler's people, who wrestled Say that one more with time. God. Jacob and Esau. <laughs> Patriarch Jacob, who was the leader of Tyler's people, aka the Jews, tight, you know the is the Israelites, who wrestled with God. 
they, they no. wrestled with who? He wrestled with God. I, did I God mean, can, win? can you imagine? I'd imagine God so, would win. God did win. Yes. Spoiler Still alert. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> spoiler alert. Sorry. Sorry, Larry. We're going to have to edit back of that and put a spoiler alert before then. Yeah. But yeah, God did win. But, you know, it, it was a symbol of, you know, humanity's inner strife, you know, inner struggles, you know, wrestling with God. And well, I, God I take, blessed I him. Take the, I take the Bible literally, David. So no, nothing is symbolic in the Bible. It's yeah. Yeah, that Well, no, this, so, literally, this literally happened. Wrestled he, he wrestled with God, Science. and but and and the the result of it was that God blessed him with a new name of called Israel, and okay. this was the beginning of the Israelites. Is that the chapter where Stone Cold Steve Austin got three sixteen from? <laughs> yes, I believe so. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, Tyler, I thought that you would be excited because we now found your he- your head Jew. Yeah. Yeah, Patriarch Jacob, yeah, Stone aka Stone Israel. Stone Jacob no, no, Demanishevitz no. Guzzler. What was his last name? <laughs> yeah, that was his wrestling name. Yeah, uh, Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum, cool. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> that guy rules. Yeah, the only, the only guy you could take on. Yeah, <laughs> King Jew. I mean, I like so, the idea that at any point in my life, I could get so frustrated. I could just be like, God, my job and financial stress in the corona. I'm just super stressed out. And my wife's like, honey, why don't you go wrestle God and just get it out of your system? I'm like, yeah, that's a really good idea. I'm going to go put him in a headlock. Show him Take what's what. So that's the way it works. Yeah. So, but after we, you know, get past all the, uh, you know, the God references, we got we, we're getting, we're, we're moving a little faster. We're getting up to the Middle Ages now, so 1500s. Oh, Jesus. Okay. And yeah, so yeah, I know we still got a long way to go. There was a but, wrestler named yeah. Koshur, Koshur, <laughs> and uh, he had a hut, and uh, he was really good at wrestling, and his signature move was the Koshur. <laughs> no, 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 you're you're getting ahead of yourself. That's excuse my theology segment three that's that's for another another episode we'll, we'll okay. get there sorry but but sure but in, in, the, in the <laughs> andrew no yeah, more can sure I know. I know so but what i wanted to share with you guys was in the middle ages wrestling was really popular funny enough among royal families so france japan england and in 1520 king francis of france yeah, I don't know where he got his name from, but <laughs> that sounds like a wrestling name, honestly. <laughs> no joke. <laughs> but King Francis of France defeated Henry VIII of England in a wrestling. Henry VIII. Yeah. I think so. I remember. I think I remember seeing that scene on uh, that Henry VIII show that was on HBO. I'm not kidding. The tu- the Tudors. The Tudors, yeah, 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 where he wrestles. Yeah. The- France and loses. Yeah. Well, this was the one time when Henry VIII, instead of killing his own wife, he killed the wife of King Francis because he lost the wrestling match and he was really pissed. Whoa. He was upset. That's harsh. Vince McMahon should write that into his storyline. Yeah. That may or may not have happened. But okay. Oh, right. I'd like so, to believe it happened. So, for the okay. ages. So, David, let's, let's fast forward to. I don't know, 60s, 70s. 
Oh, no, 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 that's way too far ahead. So, we're going to move up to like the 1800s, which is where it gets really good. Okay. So, but before we get there, though, I just want to, you know, address the, the wrestling styles. We got some wrestling styles here, you know, that I think you're going to enjoy talking about. There's over 9,000 styles well, of wrestling, about, all of which I'll be talking about. about <laughs> I'm talking about the main the main styles, okay. okay. So let all me get right, let right. me let me get through the list before you guys interrupt me again. All right. All right, all right. So we got we got the Greco-Roman style, which is the you know Olympic sport right now. You can't go below the belt; it's above the belt or not or nothing. Yeah. You got the freestyle, which is also Olympic sport. Below below the belt is okay. Um, then you got belt wrestling, which uh, where the wrestlers Only have the belt. to wear jackets. <laughs> it's only the belt. You, well, you have to you have to wear jackets, trousers, and belts, and you must hold on to your opponent's belt at all times. So, yeah, really, uh, sure. yeah, it's true. You have to hold yeah. on to your opponent's belt at all times. That's why it's I called belt wrestling. I have to wear jackets and trousers, though. Yeah, they did. They wear jackets and trousers. It was That's, a big um, step up from the nude Greco-Roman style. It really was, yeah. Yeah. So instead, instead of holding on to instead of holding on to someone's junk, you're holding on to their belt. Yeah. That's that really would be pretty changing. graphic to watch, really. Yeah. So next we've got beach wrestling, which I like to think of as Tyler's, you know, favorite style of wrestling because as a kid he was probably on the beach in in a sand filled circle in a swimsuit, standing and wrestling. Um, yeah, singlet. Right, because. Uh, I mean that's why you're a big wrestling fan, Tyler, right? Because you were you were a big beach wrestler back in the day, right? Yeah, especially because I used to bring my boombox down to the beach, and yeah. I'd be playing my tunes, hanging out with my lady, and if a biker gang came over and kicked my boombox in, I had to step up. And the first time I didn't have any good moves, and you know the karate battles were raging out in the valley, yeah. but on the yeah, beaches yeah. it was all about wrestling. So you okay. had to adapt your style. Yeah. yeah. So instead of taking them out with like some Karate Kid move, you said, "Hey, come into my my sand-filled circle." That's right. And put on your swim put on your swimsuit, and I'm gonna take you in a wrestling match. Yeah, we already had our swimsuits on because we were at the beach. And the bikers were yeah. into that. They took you up on it. Mm-hmm. I okay. fought a bike sure. once. Just me and the bike. Fought <laughs> <laughs> a bike. They just they just turned on the engine and rolled it at you. Yeah, it was <laughs> honestly one of my best Mike friends be to this day. We laugh about it all the time. <laughs> you're the you're a bikey. <laughs> yeah, me and bikey. Me and bikey. Bikey. We did like each other at first, but then we grew to love each other. That's right. Yeah, our road trip down to Mexico was sick. So so much. <laughs> So many different crazy scenarios. One shot for me, one shot for Bikey. <laughs> you lost him in a Be- cockfight, but you won him back. When we fought over the same girl, things got strained for a little bit. But in the end, I was a human, and he was a dirt bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, you make a lot of friends in beach, in beach wrestling, but... I want to I want to move on to okay. to what I think is everyone's favorite wrestling style, which is oil wrestling. Okay. You guys familiar with oil wrestling? Is it Molly similar crew, to mud wrestling? Molly crew likes uh, mud wrestling. Not not quite. It's it's popular in Eurasia. It's the national sport of Turkey. It's also called grease wrestling. 
but they, but they call it oil wrestling because they douse themselves with olive oil. That's mm. that sounds like. See, I, th- I would think grease wrestling would be wrestling in like leather jackets and pompadours. But... That'd be cool. Well, they d- they do wear hand stitched leather trousers. Okay, that's close. So yeah, that's, that's um, close. Guys, I have a business idea. Now, I don't think we've heard all the styles of wrestling, but I've heard enough. And we have not gotten into the complexities of the WWF, WWE, but I feel like we've got oil wrestling. We've got grease wrestling. Where's juice wrestling? Juice wrestling. (laughs) Wow. High C presents juice wrestling. High C and Skews My Juice presents juice wrestling. Oh, man. (laughs) Sounds like sticky. It could like be oil wrestling, but sticky. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. But yeah, we, we get lots of sponsor. There. Like Paul Newman comes in, just fills <laughs> up the pool with lemonade and mango juice, and we just go at it. Yeah, he makes a new. He makes a new. Paul Newman makes a new organic salad dressing called Excuse My Juice. Oh, I love that. <laughs> But I mean, maybe salad you, you can drink it and not a salad dressing. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing yeah. here. Paula, I think, you know. I think uh, orange juice would be the good. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, that scene in I Have Love Lucy where she stepped on the grapes and made wine. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like mm-hmm. that, but with like oranges and a bunch of different fruits. And then we yeah, everyone can drink the juice at the end of the match. Yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. Or so, if they don't want to, they can they can lift their pinky and say, "Excuse my juice, no, thank you." I, I usually don't. <laughs> I usually don't. No. So, but I think this is a perfect segue into American wrestling history and sports entertainment. Right. Okay. Because. Let's- yeah, the last you know sports style sports is really it's the sports entertainment, aka which is also known as the American style. Americans are known for creating the sports entertainment mm, of wrestling okay. as we know it today. And of course, I had to do this to you guys. All right, so you're just gonna have to bear with me. But I, you know, I told you I can always bring it back to this, no matter what story you give me, what 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 subject you give me to to investigate, but. American history, you know, uh, wrestling was brought over by the British to the Americas. Native Americans, it was popular with them. Everyone's loving wrestling, but it really got popular. When do you guys think? The Civil I, War. Okay. Bring it back to the Civil War. You're welcome. I got to so, be honest, I had no idea where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I told you I can bring anything back to the Civil War or to Kansas City. In this case, it's Civil War. Okay. And so. <laughs> That's an incredible talent so, to have. Yeah, I know. Thank you. And so, so Civil War soldiers, it was wrestling was really popular with them because Abraham Lincoln was a wrestler and he liked to wrestle. Were there also, a lot of wrestling, a lot of yeah. wrestling battles in the Civil War. Was the Battle of Gettysburg actually a wrestling match? It was actually a hand. wrestling match. It got way out of hand. <laughs> got way out of hand. A thousand people died. Yeah. Yeah. So and welcoming um, to Gettysburg, Honest Abe Lincoln. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. I am going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's going to keep you honest on the wrestling match? 
on the wrestling in the wrestling ring it's honest abe <laughs> yeah abe's <laughs> wife is just like abe how can you participate in these matches you know it's fake and he just has this, this big heart to heart and he wrestles god and he decides <laughs> that god will decide his fate and uh yeah, really. turns out that um abe lincoln um I don't know where I'm going. You can do Never this. Mind. You, yeah, you can. You can do it. Keep going. Keep going. No, I can edit that out. That was terrible. Just see it out. Well, just, I mean, just work. You can imagine he was a formidable, formidable opponent because he was like, you know, like six four, and back in the back in the this time, eighteen hundreds, everyone was like usually like five ten. So he was towering over everybody, and he had right. you know rail splitter. You know, he, he would just instead of you know he was really good debater and he would just wrestle people and you know, debate them to the ground. Yeah, you know, just amazing. Oh, he wrestled so, with words. But he wrestled with words. Yes. <laughs> so, but in the eighteen hundreds, so the eighteen hundreds is when we start getting like really fun like showmanship and names, especially in France, where you had Edward the Steel Eater. Oh wow! Cool yeah, name. That, that guy was fun. And my favorite though is. Gustave de Avignon, the Bone Wrecker. Nice. <laughs> a real, how, uh, a, how, a real, uh, yeah, ahead. a real, a real, uh, you know, two two opposites. I love Delicate. that. Yeah, very, yeah, very elegant and royal, and then all of a sudden he's like crushing bones. Yeah, so. Um, but this modern style professional wrestling that you know really know about today, it's um, started kind of the late 1800s, and you know for most for a long in the 1800s wrestling was competitive, and it was professional. Like people would go and watch people, you know, guys wrestle and pay money to do it. Um, it was you know it was a really popular sport. A lot of handlebar mustaches. Yes. Yeah. 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 Because like, and especially in the carny, the carnies were, that's where you get a lot of competitive wrestling and the carnies were kind of one of the first places where you'd see the showmanship because they would come up with crazy names and crazy outfits to make it more entertaining to get people to pay to buy tickets. But they were still like actual wrestling matches. They weren't doing fake stuff. Um, But it's really the turn of the century of the turn of the 19th, you know, 20th century. We get in the early 1900s when we get the showmanship and the entertainment and the word this really started was with this guy from Estonia called George Hackenschmidt. <laughs> and this guy, he's he's George one of Hack- those like George Hacking shit. He's out there hacking shit. He's hacking shit up. <laughs> he's hacking shit up. That's what it is. He would hack his opponents up. This guy <laughs> was he was known as the kind of the the first uh, champion of the heavyweight. He was one of those guys where it was like toothpick below the weight and above, in a, above below the waist and above the waist. He was like a balloon. He was so, you know, like kind a bodybuilder, like kind of a corn dog type situation. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy had three, he had <laughs> Man, was shaped like a d- corn dog, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, but he had like three thousand matches in his career, and he only lost two. So pretty pretty All good right. wrestler. Well, he also killed everybody, right? Well, yeah, pretty much. He hacked he hacked them to death. Yeah. So, um, not a great legacy to leave was, behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he was he was Estonian. He did most of his wrestling in the UK, but then he came over to the United States because the United States was where wrestling was really becoming popular post Civil War in like early early twentieth century, and um, he he 
hired this promoter called uh, by the name of Cochran, Charles Cochran, and okay. he he won the world championship and then got hired. You know, got all these these bookings for wrestling matches across the country. But because he was so dominant, like he would he would defeat guys in like two seconds, like two minutes and the match is done. And so the crowd was getting bored and like they were losing money because no one wanted to pay to watch two minutes. So Cochran, exactly. So Cochran convinced him to start developing some theatrics and showmanship to his style. And he created some new moves called like he invented the bear hug. And he also invented something called the hack squat, where it was basically what it's defined it's described as a deadlift with his arm the arms behind your behind your body Hmm. so i think he basically just was squatting on people (laughs) (laughs) sounds sounds fun i'd love to watch that for hours so yeah yeah. but basically he would like yeah he would basically he would toy with his opponents and make the matches last a little while longer so that didn't create entertainment okay so yeah and then we move into the 20s yeah i want to do a quick time check here we're about six hours into the podcast and i want to make sure that we get to the wwf is there any way that we can speed up to to a, a more modern time period yeah, I was supposed to, we're, we're five minutes away from that, if you just, I you know. Oh my God. Let me talk. <laughs> Let me talk. This is going right, to be a so, two-parter? <laughs> no, no, we're almost there. So two two minutes, stop interrupting, and then we'll, we'll be there. I'm going to give wow. you 30 seconds. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so so we, we speed up to, to 1920s, and they start getting crazy names. You get you get Toots Mont's of the gold dust trio who create a, a who start creating the matches to make them more interesting get you know they start messing with referees they get flashy new holds and signature movers and tag team wrestling and these guys toots mont he is part of the cmc which was the capital wrestling confederation or corporation which basically in the, in the 30s 40s took over about 70 percent of wrestling bookings and which was, and that company was started by Jess McMahon, who is the grandfather of the present okay. day Vince McMahon, right? Okay. So this is where the WWE starts. And the WWE likes to, t- to call this the history of their company, the greatest story ever told. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's very suiting. So they take over, they start, and in the 50s is where they, st- they really was their first golden era. They had 70% of wrestling bookings. In the 60s, it kind of dies off a little bit. And then 63, they create the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, which comes to WWF. And then and they, they lost steam in the 60s and 70s. But when Vince McMahon took over in the 80s is when, and it eventually became WWE, is when they, they had this massive growth. And the 80s, where he hires dun, 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 Hulk Hogan. Hell yeah! We're, we made it, baby, into the fun zone. The fun zone. So, and Hulk Hogan is one who really takes off. And we're gonna hand it over to Andrew right now to talk about Hulk Hogan and what he did for the sport of wrestling to make it what it is today. Okay, so so Hulk Hogan. Everyone knows Hulk Hogan. You know, I don't have to go into a deep dive on his life, but. Some pretty funny, interesting facts about him, other than, you know, kind of being the guy who became the face of the WWF. His real name's Terry Bollea. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't know this, and I'm not making this up. He was in, like, in the 70s. He played in, like, a like a funk 
a funk band. He played bass in like a funk band. Really? And there, yeah, there's there, look at the the band was called Ruckus. And there's pictures of him. It's funny because he's just like there's all these like little bad guys and just like giant Hulk Hogan standing there in like a leisure suit. It's pretty good. But anyway, so <laughs> Ruckus Ruckus was playing at a club one night and a retired wrestler named Jack Briscoe discovered him and just like asked him if he wanted to be a wrestler. Like, you know, no, uh, no, he had really? no history of any athletics or anything like that. And he, 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 he took him up on it and that was that. So pretty soon by the mid eighties, he was Hulk Hogan. And, you know, I, I remember, you know, his big, I think I told you guys about me watching the Hulk Hogan and like, like shaking. I was so scared he'd lose. So I was, I was a little bit of a Hulk maniac, but, but his biggest, uh, his biggest, you know, some of his highlights were the the Iron Cage match versus, versus King Kong Bundy, mm-hmm. um, where he, he climbed over the top. There's also the the Andre the Giant match at WrestleMania three, where he yeah. body slammed Andre the Giant. That one was because they were friends, and then Andre the Giant turned evil and, and, and made fun of him. I heard but, that yeah, Andre yeah. the Giant used to pick on Hulk Hogan on tour. Yeah, did he? Okay, he's kind but of like, Andre the Giant was kind. Of, yeah, he like Andre the Giant would just drink on the bus and then th- like crush up his beer cans and throw them in the back of Hulk's head on the bus. Because <laughs> he's like surly. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys remember that show Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling? No. The cart it was the WWF. It was a WWF Saturday morning cartoon. Oh, is that the one where he hung, hung out with the junkyard dog? Yeah, yeah. That's had all those. Oh, all yeah. Them. They had like the good gang and the bad gang, and they were always going on adventures and getting into entanglements and stuff like that. Yeah, the junkyard dog—he always freaked me out because he had cheek piercings. Yeah, yeah, I liked I liked junkyard dog. No, that was that that was uh, Captain Lou Albano that had the cheek piercings. Oh, okay, like the, my bad. Yeah, uh, the the cheek piercing guy. guy freaked me out. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. Well, this brings he up like intro- a. Oh, sorry. Oh, go I'm, ahead, Andrew. Oh, he, well, no, I was just... <laughs> All Go right. on, Andrew. You know what, you guys? You need to wrestle out your problems. So I'm going to count to three, and you're going to wrestle with words, and I'm going to determine a winner. One, We're two, three. Pile Pile driver. Pile driver. Pile driver. Pile driver. Pile driver. You're dead. All right, I think Andrew no won. Way. Andrew, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, I was just waiting for my moment. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, Hulk Hogan, long story short, he was kind of the all-American, you know, dude who loved the flag and always made, like, the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov and all those anti-American guys pay. So he he was just kind of the... Everyone knows Hulk Hogan. He was kind of the face of wrestling, and he uh, then became a reality TV star and, like, at 70, was involved in some kind of, like, porno or something, you know, with, like, a radio DJ. Ew. So there's Hulk Ooh. Hogan. There's Hulk Hogan. Um, Andrew, have you heard Hulk Hogan's theme song, Real American? Oh, yeah. I <laughs> Can I play that? Can I play a little clip for you guys? Please, please play it. Yes, I have not heard this. Okay, I'm going to play it after a Domino's Pizza commercial real quick. <laughs> Domino's Pizza sponsoring uh, this podcast. <laughs> All right, here we go. Had you heard this before, Tyler? I haven't heard it until today. Fight for what's right. Fight 
I wonder who this guy is going to bring in. I mean, it's kind of wild because when I, when I heard it was going to be Hulk Hogan's theme song, I thought Hulk might be singing the song. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. But this is like super 80s and just like, I don't know, like almost like Wham-esque. I, th- I think Hulk might have been playing it Wham. Bass. That's pretty wild. Yeah. It's more like Survivor. I'd say like like Eye of the Tiger, Survivor. Oh, that's a good you know? call. Yeah, yeah. very much yeah. like Survivor. Um, I actually have some Hulk news for you, Andrew. Hulk okay. news. Yeah, I, this kind of came up randomly because I was, you know, my my assignment today was to search for the Ultimate Warrior, and I read some okay. stuff about the Ultimate Warrior, and I got bummed out. So I start, I pivoted to to researching some fun wrestling names that we came across and i came across hulk and so as you said hulk's original name was terry Bollea, and then he was known as terry boulder and he and then he took on the hulk name after it was discovered that he was bigger than lou ferrigno really that's who played who played bruce banner and as a dig against Lou Ferrigno, he called himself the Hulk. And then Vince yeah. McMahon gave him an Irish last name of Hogan. <laughs> just, just, just because. Yeah. So Terry Bollea to Terry Boulder, which is a cool name. Um, to the incredible, to, that's a, yeah, that's a porn star name, too. <laughs> to Hulk to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Vince McMahon just decided he needed an Irish last name. Yeah, it's kind of wild. Right, <laughs> Hulk really does weird. not look Irish to me at all, especially if your theme song is "I Am a Real American." Like, yeah. and there's some real uh, interesting depth going on here. Is Hulk is he is he like an uber conservative? I don't, no, not I, he's never said anything, but you just kind no. of assume. Well, he did partner with Peter Thiel against that lawsuit against Gawker, and Peter Thiel is a huge conservative. Okay. Mm. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's but like a billionaire a- conservative who has like his own private compound on New- in New Zealand, and he's like a Nothing big, weird. you know, doomsday billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Nothing weird about that. Yeah, no. he's a weirdo. But speaking of of other conservative wrestlers, I did a little bit of research into Ultimate Warrior, and his right. story. Um, I'm just gonna say wasn't great, but in the first few paragraphs, I did see that his original name, which might be one of my favorite things about wrestling, is his wrestling <laughs> names, is that his original name, and Andrew, I pulled this out just for you. His name was the Dingo Warrior. Oh, man. And he was the named Dingo the, Dingo, Warrior. the Dingo Warrior. Because I guess he was like in this early wrestling crew, um, and they were like, you know, driving around from match to match, and they called themselves the Road Warriors and okay. road like the Mad Max movie was really big at the time yeah. so he even though he was born in Indiana he decided to call himself the Dingo Warrior to capitalize on some of that Mad Max Australian <laughs> the energy the Australian mania that that Sim- the Simpsons talking about right the mid Australia mania yeah so I, I I particularly thought you'd love the Dingo Warrior Dingo that's pretty good they probably were like all different. There's probably like Wolf Warrior, Coyote Warrior, Dingo. Oh, for sure. Well, a, ta- 
And Tyler, didn't you do some research or uh, make a list of some of your favorite wrestling names? Oh yeah, this is T's top 10 wrestling names. Dingo Warrior clocks in at number 10, and I've got even better ones after that. All right, number nine, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase. I don't know a lot about wrestling. Um, it was kind of racist because he had like a black like servant named Virgil. Oh, all right. That's yeah. right. That's why he's number nine. But yeah, I like the good. idea that like, you know, when you pick a wrestling name, I'm assuming that you have like a certain set of tenants that you want to stick to. Like you want to be cool. You want to be tough. And mm-hmm. you want to show your opponent that you're better than them, even yep. by your name. And so Million Dollar Man, I think, you know, a modest million dollar um, worth to his was, wrestling name. This was the 80s. Yeah. I mean, now yeah. he might be like the billion dollar Bitcoin man, but I like that <laughs> yeah. he was he was a million dollar man back then. I thought that was cool. The billion dollar he probably wasn't even. He probably wasn't even worth a million dollars. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's sadly. true. Yeah, aspirational. Actually, although this... Yeah. <laughs> Do you think any of the wrestlers will have some kind of like Bitcoin name in the in the near future? Like I, I am so. the the, uh, the blockchain bandit, <laughs> blockchain <laughs> brawler, the Reddit investor, <laughs> Wall Street beatdowns. <laughs> it's like the Reddit the Reddit investor. <laughs> This re- this reminds me of uh, so Vince McMahon. In order to k- take control and like really build this monster industry, like have a monopoly over wrestling, he had to buy out all these other companies and build it into MWE. Right? Yeah, I've heard he about because there, there were like territories, right? Like yeah, yeah. Like, there were, used to be like yeah. little fiefdoms, and he bought everybody out for a total of one million dollars. Ooh, that's how we got the million dollar man. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> he was the the sole investor, and and Vince is like, all right, you can wrestle if you fund this project. <laughs> it's a good business move. Okay, number eight. This is a three way tie, and they're all all, right. all these names are tied together. All right, we got Balls Mahoney. I don't know. <laughs> what? I've never heard of that guy. Let me say that one more time. Balls Mahoney. Is that Jake? balls with a Z? No, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and Sexton R. Hardcastle. Sexton Hardcastle. Sexton Hardcastle. That's another one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know him. Yeah. So uh, three, um, you know, somewhat erotic names. I thought they 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 played well together. All three men trying to capitalize on their virility. They're uh, they're in Wild Things Eleven. Oh yeah, good call. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed by their sensuality. Balls Mahoney. Balls Mahoney. I present back. to you. Can you imagine the announcer at SummerSlam? And we've got Hulk Hogan in the cage match with Balls Mahoney. I feel like I feel like Balls Mahoney was probably a pretty like calm, even keeled guy who really thought things through. <laughs> Like, he was very he was a very like whelmed guy very whelmed individual exactly <laughs> alright I want to make sure I get through all these uh, okay. number 7 Sir Oliver Humperdink 
hard, hard pivot from from the princess bride yeah, <laughs> yeah. Prince humperdinck right sir oliver humperdinck um uh, okay number six these are two kind of i have two, uh this is another tie and these are kind of old school last names so killer kowalski yep and this is kind of similar to the david the guy wrestler that you mentioned um i forget what his name was already who was killing guys left and right who only was gustave de avignon the bone wrecker right the bone wrecker and killer kowalski and i like killer kowalski's name because his real name was walter kowalski (laughs) (laughs) yeah he kept it real yeah he's a cool dude Um, walter is a great name (laughs) yeah just even if it was just walter kowalski i might even have ranked him higher That sounds like a wrestling name. Yeah. He's just like a union guy. Union <laughs> steel. Yeah. Stone Walter Mason. Kowal- Walter Kowalski. <laughs> I'm a union man. <laughs> not not real exciting. <laughs> um, Fabricates for a living. That's right. Um, and he is tied with Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. I thought that was I'm cool. A big, I'm a, nice I'm a and big old Chief fan, so. Yeah. Remember... Remember adorable Adrian Adonis? Oh, he was like a big dude that was like like dressed like a woman. It was a drag. Adrian Adonis. I, like, I mean, wow. Adonis is the adorable the god of, of virility. So he he yeah. could have been in this number eight crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a he was something. Yeah. All right, number five. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh loved ricky he was like a, he was like a, he was like a martial arts kind of he was, i think he was like he was kind of like uh the, you know or like more like karate kid headbands and stuff yeah he looked like, really cool the dragon was he, cool i'm confused though because he's both a dragon and a steamboat what are you confused about steamboat was his last <laughs> name i believe yeah it's okay the, the dichotomy is definitely what drew me to ricky the dragon steamboat yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was cool. All right, quiz. Michael P.S. Hayes. What does the P.S. stand for? And I'm going to put this in quotes. Michael P.S. Hayes. I have a postal system. Ooh, good guess. David? Mailman. Power sacker. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is a power Uh, sacker? (laughs) He was Balls Mahoney's uh, wrestling partner. He was Paul's Mahoney's. Was he really? Partner. No. He, I mean, he could have been. Uh, Michael P.S. Hayes. The P.S. stands for pure sexy. Oh, man. Sure Michael Pure Sexy Hayes. Yeah. He's in Wild Things 8. <laughs> Wild Things 8. P.S. It's sexy. Michael, the crowd is overwhelmed by your sexiness. Uh, you're going to have to dial it back. All right. How about I use an acronym? Sold. Get in the ring. Okay. It's your sexiness is now just whelmed. <laughs> That's right. Uh, number three, keeping it simple. Bam, bam, Bigelow. I remember Bam, Bam, Big. He had head. He had like head tattoos. Yeah, I love the alliteration so, of Bam, Bam, Bigelow. Bam, bam, so he bam, named himself after a Flintstones character. Yeah, but he was huge. Yeah, he was a little strong kid. Yeah. Um, number two. Randy Macho Man Savage. And yeah. taking it back yeah. to the tenants, 
of what makes a great wrestling name, we know everything we need to know about Randy Macho Man Savage. He's a man and he's savage. He's savage. Exactly. I love it. It's the no. perfect wrestling yeah. name. Number one. Really drum roll, please. <laughs> you need to get some sound effects on this show. <laughs> All right. I, I remember this last night and it just it made me so happy. Uh, the Undertaker's manager's name was Paul Bearer. Yeah. <laughs> so clever. <laughs> so good. <laughs> He was ghoulish. <laughs> Paul Bearer managed Paul the Undertaker. Bearer. I love it. And he that totally was his real name too. He totally looked like <laughs> a creepy funeral home director. You know, he had like a bad toupee and a mustache and really pasty skin and a black suit. Yeah, he was cool. What about uh, what about ravishing Rick Rude? Yeah, that was yeah. interesting. He was and he wore one. pink. Yeah, he didn't I was. Care. I didn't realize how popular Pink was until I started seeing seeing it around, like in Brett Hitman Heart. Yeah, the, the Heart Foundation. Yeah, it was the '80s, man. Mm-hmm. Men could wear pink. Yeah. yeah, it was a cool look. So, do you are you guys familiar with any of the the yeah the female wrestlers that have become a huge thing now in the, in the latest WWE wrestling? My, my wrestling interest died in the '80s, man. I, I, I'm not. I don't know anything about that's the true. I feel like I gotta I gotta recognize at least one female wrestler because I looked up on IM, like IMDb what like the top ten wrestling movies, mm-hmm. and John for one thing John Cena's in there twice he's got two movies so good for him The Rock he's is in there at number three. oh wow so he's the ultimate wrestling movie star, but the number one movie wrestling movie of all time according to IMDb is Fighting with My Family, mm, which is yeah. with. <laughs> Which is with Florence Pugh, who's I saw that. Okay, a big time female wrestler. So, yeah. Florence Pugh. Well, I don't Florence know Pugh, about she's the actress who was in Midsummer. Um, okay. She, okay. She. It's kind of this true story of this girl from a small town who wants to become a wrestler, and um, she comes from like a wrestling family, kind of doing like the, the you know like super small town wrestling matches. And like her dad was a wrestler, her brother's a wrestler, and she has bigger ambitions to join the WWF, but she's from like, you know, a small province in England and she does it. Really? And this was, this is a true story. Yeah. Really? Okay. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Why they probably rate it as their their number one movie. That makes sense. What about, uh, no holds barred that one with Hulk Hogan and David's, brother tiny lister remember that i haven't seen it it's not in the top 10 but it was like it was pretty bad it came out like the 80s right at the peak of like hulkamania and it's just this movie pretty forgettable movie yeah what came in at number five was robo wrestlemania with the jetsons (laughs) it was it was a a cartoon what did it beat yeah uh it beat out Let's see, 12 rounds with John Cena. Oh, boy. Uh, Scorpion King. Scorpion King with The Rock. Okay. Uh, That's knucklehead a wrestling movie? With Big Show. Yeah. Well, they rate it as a wrestling movie because, like, the WWE helped. Uh, they invested in it and produced part of it. Produced oh, it. okay. So, there's a lot of, uh, there's, there's, like, a lot of, like, wrestling, like, competitive type fighting in it, I think, isn't there? 
I don't know. In the Jetsons Russell Robo WrestleMania. In I think so. So it's kind of like if we're gonna rate like yeah. the best McDonald's movies, we'd say like Mac and Me because McDonald's <laughs> produced it. No, yeah. I, I, I've been to all the McDonald's movies. Yeah, actually, sorry, that that was number the Jetsons was number seven, but. What came in at number four was Scooby Doo WrestleMania Mystery. Oh my there was god! A that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. That made it to number four. Yeah, it did. Jesus. Well, I think that just—I feel bad for the person who made this list. <laughs> I think it tells you just how bad the the movies are that the that wrestle or that WWE has produced. Yeah, when you said. That John Cena had three. I just figured he had like John. These were like movies starring wrestlers. So like The Rock obviously would have a few. Well, they are. Hulk Hogan has a few, but like John Cena is going to be in Fast Nine, and he's also in that new Suicide Squad. So I was like, oh, John Cena is going to have a a few. You know, he's making a name for himself. Yeah, I didn't no, realize that Scooby Doo was, was going to rank this high, <laughs> and that we weren't going to count anything of value in this list except for the one Florence Pugh movie. Right. Well, no, this is, I mean, this is part of the brilliance of Vince McMahon and making this huge brand. Like he had all these, you know, he's, he created a WWE like studios. And so these are the top 10 uh, movies of WWE studios. Okay. So I don't want to throw shade here, but if your genius is, is creating a Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery movie, (laughs) I think we need to reframe the word genius. I could do that. That makes hey, me a genius. How, how many billions of dollars has has Vince McMahon made? A lot. I'm sure he's made a lot of money. I I would refrain from calling him a genius. <laughs> I didn't for, call him a, for a part, genius. Partnering with Scooby Doo. I didn't call him a genius. I just I just said the brilliance of Vince McMahon and creating building this this huge brand. Which okay. you gotta admit, I mean, he he's built yeah, an yeah. amazing brand that I don't, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it, you know. I, but okay, I, so I, that, I don't watch it anymore. Um, I might have the most recent wrestling story here. I actually have you guys been to a wrestling event, like a match? I have. No, yeah. you no. did, Andrew. Yeah, I have. I went to one of a couple when I was a kid. I think I was maybe saw Hulk Hogan live. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. Yeah. I was into it. That's cool. Anyway, is, is there a question so, about it? Just no, I was, just gonna, I was going to tell you about my story, but you actually saw Hulk Hogan. I didn't see anyone cool other than a seven-year-old girl in front of me yell, kill him and rip his head off the entire show. <laughs> That's amazing. What, what, what show was this? It was at Key Arena. I got free tickets because I was working with um, some company on a book. So they gave me free tickets and I went um, with my wife and a few others, a couple of ample people. Um, That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> but it was an actual WWE event. It was, yeah. So I've never yeah, been to yeah. one of them. I did go to a monster truck rally, truck rally at the Tacoma Dome and my friend actually caught a t-shirt out of the t-shirt cannon, which was pretty oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. I mean, that's truck wrestling. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> there was a Donkey Kong truck. <laughs> I've only been to NASCAR. Yeah, I'm, I'm not that high, bro. Well, I've got a hard out in about five minutes. 
Okay. Um, so do we want to get to, um, what do you want to do, Mardi Gras or lyrics? I'd say I'd finish Excuse My News. I've got a good, good Excuse My News story. Well, that's kind of, I don't know, we can save this one for next time. Are you sure? How about, yeah, let's do, let's do, uh, let's do lyrics on this, okay. on this one. So, All right. so any last thoughts on wrestling, Dave? No, I mean, really just what, what I was impressed by just the, uh, the brand of WB and how successful it's been in the, you know, it's international and just the crossovers they've done with movies and with, you know, athletes like bringing in boxers or movie stars like Mr. T and Freeman. It's just turned into a multi-million dollar empire. Yeah, I mean, multiple cartoon movies, the Jetsons, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I mean, when you when you cross over Garfield, with the Jetsons, Heathcliff, you know, you know you've made it. <laughs> the, orange, the orange cat showdown between Garfield and Heathcliff. Exactly. <laughs> so when you cross over with the Jetsons, you know you've made it. Yeah, that's that's right. Well, it sounds like we're kind of coming up. Tyler's got a a ballroom dancing class to get to, so so we need to just finish up a couple of things. Thank um, you. I need to stretch it out. I, I, I think I should wrestling dance. I think it, yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Ballroom wrestling, dude. <laughs> Emily hates only, it so much. Only the belt. That's all we wear. Yeah. <laughs> your wife. Your wife hates it. <laughs> so, so one real quick thing. It's in, in my neighborhood here in Cleveland. It's uh, Karantavanje, which is the little, Ooh. the Slovenian version of Mardi Gras, pretty much. Um, we, our neighborhood is. We live in Asian town, but we're close to what used to be Little Slovenia, mm-hmm. and. It, the, it's kind of like Mardi Gras, but it goes back to a, a more pagan route where they are the, these guys called currents that are just these big furry guys with like kind of wooden masks that walk around ringing bells. And the idea is they're supposed to try to chase off winter. Hmm. So that's what's usually there's a there's a parade. And last year I had a real touch of Cleveland because there was also an army of mopeds driving around in circles around all the current the currents. But was that planned? No. Yeah, they're part of the parade. It wasn't malicious. It was okay. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't, they weren't crashing. <laughs> the the mopeds were like, "You They're demon like, furry guys, got to get out of here. We're gonna run you out of town." So that's uh, Karate Vanya is what's going on right now. So that's very nothing like that happens in Seattle. No how how long no. do you have to live in Cleveland before you could participate and actually be in the parade? It's pretty open, I think. I think I think to be in it, you have to be part of some Slovenian society, you know. But mm. but anyone can go. What we went and watched it last year. It's pretty pretty cool, actually. To tell you the truth, I, we enjoy it. There's also kind of Krampus type figures in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Do they sell like cool dolls or anything? Like, what's the gift shop like? <laughs> they don't have one. It's, it's a there's no Kabratovanie gift shop. They should make stuffed currants. That would be cool. They just like their beads are just just big balls of fluff. <laughs> yeah, on the string. There's hairballs that they collect all year from stray dogs. From yeah, <laughs> and cats. So that that's a difference between Seattle and Cleveland. I don't think there's much of a Karantavanye scene in, in Seattle. It kind of sounds like oh. your version of Set in Demai. What's that? The the Swedish. Um, or sorry, the Nordic um, festival that happens in the summer where we have the trolls and okay. the Viking ships and like the high sure. school bands and they yeah. give out can- the trolls give out candy 
to the kids. Like in Ballard, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's in Ballard, yeah, um, yeah. and um, and like different people like make their own floats and they make like their own troll heads. Like our friend, our Nordic uh, vampire friend, has actually been in the parade since she was a kid. Wow, that's cool. Like as a <laughs> troll. Well, Seattle does have the Solstice Parade with naked bike riders. That, that is true. Pit. That's true. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. different. It's just, you know, it's just different. You know what would be cool, Andrew, is if you joined the Mardi Gras Parade as a nude biker and kicked <laughs> that off. Just yeah. kind of try to murder. I'd probably get beat up. I don't know. I, I mean, you've got a beautiful body. You're confident. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just let it all hang out, man. Yeah. It's like, this is what we do in Seattle. That's right. That's how I mean, it got you're... started. That's how it got started in Seattle. Like really? a bunch of random people. Yeah. The, the Solstice Parade was, you know, it was in existence long before the bike riders and the body painters. It's just that in like uh, the 80s, um, some random dudes thought it'd be funny to go streaking on their bikes through the parade and crash the parade and then the next year someone that they, they did it again but then they painted their bodies and it just became a thing i mm. didn't know that but that's pretty interesting trivia yeah that's interesting so andrew you've got a good model to set mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think i've got a what you got a good model here for your, okay. your how to get some buy-in for your streaking you know get some momentum okay. Just get, just get going. Just, just take it on myself. Be yeah. First it's you. And then you recruit a few people the next year and then you get a corporate yep. sponsor and then it becomes a thing. That's in yeah. February. So there'd definitely be some shrinkage situation. Yeah. Ooh, maybe you get yeah. sponsored by the Cleveland clinic and you guys can all get like checked <laughs> afterwards. Yep. You get free mammograms and free testicle checks, um, at the Cleveland clinic tent after, at the end of the bike ride. <laughs> So I think, I think we could finish it off here. Um, I think, I think we just have a, maybe we could do a quick, uh, David, David reads the classics. Does that, does that sound good? We can, we can wrap things up. Yeah. Sounds great. All right. David, I sent you, I sent you some lyrics. Did you get those? Yeah. Yeah, I I did. Andrew, thanks. So So the the next are. The, the 1991 Red Hot Chili Peppers classic, Sir Psycho Sexy. I think David's going to really, uh, really, really going to like this one. Yeah. I got stopped by a lady cop in my automobile. She said, get out and spread your legs. And then she tried to cop a feel because she's a cop. But that cop, she was all dressed in blue. I don't know what she was thinking. Was she pretty? Boy, I'm telling you, she stuck my butt with her big black stick. I said, what's up now? (laughs) Say it, say it, say it. (laughs) Suck my (laughs) dick. There we go. That's rude. Yeah, just disclaimer, that's rude. It's not acceptable. Shouldn't be doing this. But excuse my juice does not promote that. We're not endorsing this. We'll bleep that out. I'm not endorsing this. Like a ram getting ready to jam the lamb. 
She whippered just a little when she felt my hand on her crotch so very warm. Oh, overwhelmed. I can feel I'm overwhelmed right now. And I'm so not well. I, I can feel David blushing through the microphone. I'm I'm diswhelmed. Yeah. He's already red uh, from all the body paint. We can't well, tell if he's actually embarrassed or not. See, next year you can this just read this if you're recording. This was an actual song in the 90s, huh? Yeah. I could feel her getting <clears throat> her uniform, propping her up on the black and white, unzipped and slipped. Ooh, that's tight. I swatted her like no SWAT team can, just like swatting away a fly turned a cherry pie right into jam. That was beautiful. Oh, sweet cherry pie. That was, Wait, that was, was all awesome. cherry pie? <laughs> I listened to that song so many times when I was 10 years old, I had no idea what the lyrics were. I didn't either. He threw that in. That's not Cherry Pie by Warrant. That's... I'm, I'm, I'm improvising. Oh, because I'm, psycho. Scatting, I'm scatting Phew. because I'm a yeah. jazz fan. That's Psycho Sexy by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, I remember that from the beginning. That's the most uh, uncomfortable <laughs> I've ever heard, heard David, I think. <laughs> well, that, that was... Uh, you know, a very, you know, I, I, I prefer Under the Bridge, I'm saying. That's, that's my jam. You're a good boy, David. Yeah, you know? yeah you're a nice kid. You're our angel. Yeah. You know? We're correct. I think, I think in terms of like, uh, you know, our spiritual almagoms, I think Andrew's the devil. I'm the whelmed <laughs> one. And David, you're, you're our angel. Tyler's, Tyler's well, whelmed man. Whelmed yeah. man. Well, yeah, I mean, really, what this podcast is, it's Andrew the devil on your right, on Tyler's right shoulder, and then David the angel on Tyler's left shoulder, you know, and Tyler's in the middle. This is the podcast. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this podcast <laughs> is a multi-part struggle for me to hold on to my humanity. We're gonna we're gonna make a we're gonna make a logo with me and David me and Ty, David perched on each one of your shoulders. Tyler's we're gonna change the name of Tyler's funny. struggle. Yeah. My coming to CBS this fall. Tyler's struggle. Should I or should I? I'm just shrugging in the poster. <laughs> it's called like, do or don't. It's like a Herman's head type thing. I'm just going about my, my daily situations and then I pop in and, and Andrew's uh, dressed in his leather jacket and uh, like, hey, come on, do it. Yeah, it's got like it. big like kiss lips on the back, like painted on <laughs> and David's in his white robe. It's great, man. Talking about the Silver War history. We'll workshop this for next week. How, do we, how are we feeling? We're feeling good. I think this was another great episode. Um, if you have any questions or comments, hit up the, the, the email, Andrew, you want to give that out real quick? Juice my juice at gmail.com with a Z. We've got it. We got it locked down. Damn right. And maybe we'll answer some reader mail next time. Who knows? Send yeah. us an email. If you made it this far, <laughs> we'll read it. We'll read it on the show. If you really that, care. That's right. And if you don't, we'll know where we stand and we'll never record an episode again. <laughs> We'll, we'll move on. We'll move on yeah. in our lives. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right. Have a whelmed week. We love you. Yeah. Take Happy it easy. Car- Happy Karantavanye. Happy Karantavanye.
Peace.